adult relationships can end through a separation or a breakup. Now, in our society, we typically think of those two words as being interchangeable. Well, the relationship is over. It's the same thing. We're separated. We broke up. We, we think of this as being the same thing. But in therapy, I've been a therapist for 26 years and I've worked with thousands of couples. In therapy, we pay a lot of attention to words, not just for the sake of paying attention to words, but because they reflect, these words reflect different processes. In a separation, you have the reverse of the marriage. And I don't mean marriage necessarily as in a legal contract. I mean, whenever you have a bond with an adult, you have a marriage of sorts, right? You have a relationship. You've, you've become a couple in some way. And the process of becoming a couple is not immediate. It took time. You had to get to know each other. And your lives had to converge. And that convergence took time to build. In other words, maybe initially you got together once a week and then you got together twice a week and maybe you started having lunch together at work, you know, whatever, making this up. But but you begin to converge and eventually you live together, you're married, you have children. Now you have one life in common. The process may have taken two years. I'm not saying that these are the right numbers or the wrong numbers. I'm making this up to explain the fact that there was a lengthy process of conversion where both of your lives eventually became one. So in a separation, these two adults actually carry out the reverse of that process. The same way that the relationship started off with some sort of proposal, the separation begins with a proposal. Look, I don't think we're getting along. I don't think uh, it's good for us to remain together. What do you say we separate, we build separate lives? It begins with a proposal. Eventually, if, if it's inevitable, the other person will see what you're saying and they'll say, okay, I agree. We're not really happy together. We could be doing something different. I, want, I remember a couple I worked with, he wanted to go around the world in a sailboat. It would take him about a year to do so. And she was at the peak of her career. She did not want to leave her career for one year. And they, they loved each other, they said. But, you know, it was just one of those things where they eventually separated very peacefully, very loving. They wished each other really well. But they wanted to do something very different with their lives. And the process of getting there did take a while, just as the conversions of the relationship also took a while. That is quite different. Contrast that with a breakup. A breakup has several characteristics. The number one is that it's always very abrupt. And because it's really abrupt, one of the two parties will always end up feeling broken. And to the same extent that one party is left feeling broken, devastated, depressed, sad, angry, to the very same extent, the other party will report feeling good, now, you might think, well, that's weird. How, how could you feel good knowing that somebody you once loved feels really broken? Well, actually, these types of breakup only happen with a certain type of person that the, on YouTube and, and all of these really smart doctors describe them as narcissists. And to the narcissist, your suffering, for lack of them, is an indication that they're worth something. They exist somehow. So the more you suffer, the better they feel about themselves. You see, for lack of me, this person feels like dying, you see? And that somehow 
makes them feel like they have some type of intrinsic value on this earth, which of course all human beings do. But hopefully, our value as human beings is not because of the amount of pain we can inflict on others by the breaking of a promise, by cheating, by lying, by betraying people. You know, anybody can do that. Just like people can fly into a building and destroy a building, you know, it's a lot easier doing that. That's a feat, right? But it's easier doing that than building the building. And the same thing, you know, building a relationship takes time, effort, attention, love, patience, you know, and breaking it up is really easy. You know, oftentimes it happens in a couple of hours, in one day, in a few minutes with the narcissist and uh, you have a person who ends up feeling quite broken. So why am I telling you this? Because the person who experiences the breakup with a narcissist oftentimes has a hard time recovering. In fact, when I had my breakup with, uh, with a narcissist, I, I consulted with the best of the best therapists, not only here in the United States. By then, I had already been a therapist for 23 years. And so I knew the business. I knew the best of the best in Europe, in South America, in Brazil, here in the United States. I knew some darn good therapists, way better than I. And I talked to a bunch of them, friends of mine, some of them, and, and professional colleagues, others, you know. And the best advice I got is that I was looking at a seven-year recovery cycle based on where I was at at the time. And that really, according to them, my life would never be the same again. In other words, you can't, in, in, in some ways, what they were telling me is you can't really recover from this. In other words, you might always feel sad. You might always feel afflicted somehow. And I remember if you're from Miami, you will know the eight. 26, one of the freeways that we have here local in town. And I remember driving south on the A26 one morning, and I vowed to myself that that would not be the case. Number one, I would recover. And number two, it wouldn't take seven years. So I took very, very careful notes of the process I went through. Uh, the first thing that I did is I resurrected some notes I had that I had been using and developing at the office to work with people just in that situation. Well, when I began to clean up those notes, I realized that they could be valuable to other people. So that became one of my books, Awesome Again. Then I realized that I had some work to do with other therapists. I wrote uh, The Philosophy of Therapy. Then somebody asked me if I would make it available in Spanish, and I started to translate it. And um, I didn't like the process of translating my own book, so I wrote it again in Spanish, original writing, and they're not identical because they're two, two, two different pieces of writing. Um, then, of course, I wrote uh, Finding TH, which is an account of how uh, this, this, um, this uh, fictitious character also went through a breakup and recovered and so forth, you know. So... Um, what I found through all of this process is a method that we can use to find ourselves again and actually live a much better life than we did before the breakup. And so, you know, I don't know if you have ever been in this situation, if you consider that you are in this situation now, or if you know of somebody in this situation. But if you are in this situation or if you know of somebody, I really want to talk to you. I think it would be very fruitful to have a conversation and see what are some of the things that you can do or some of the tools I can share with you 
and, um, and at least get some clarity on what's going on. Because one thing I can tell you is that your life is not over. Um, the narcissist is not a god. Um, and this, if, if, if a person is going through the crisis right now, what I'm about to say is going to shock them and surprise them. But one day, you're going to recognize that this is true. And here it is. There will come a day soon when you realize that the breakup was the best thing that ever happened to you for multiple reasons. One of which is that your so-called happiness with the narcissist was not very happy at all. It was mostly fictitious, just as the narcissist is a fictitious character. And much of what happened now, if you've been through the breakup and you look back and you realize that it was a bunch of lies and deceit and betrayals, you know, in other words, the, 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 the central characteristic with the, for the life with the narcissist is lying, you know, deceit. But you're going to realize eventually that in some way we also deceived ourselves, pretending that we were a little bit happier than we really were. It might be too soon for some of you if you're in the midst of your crisis, but in time you're going to see that. And therefore, the breakup, which left you really, really hurting for a short period of time, when we begin to frame it correctly, when we begin to understand correctly how the breakup fits into the greater story of your life, you realize that life did you a huge favor. So the breakup was not punishment for bad behavior. It wasn't your karma. It wasn't a bad thing that happened to you. It was completely the opposite. Precisely because you've been good, precisely because of your virtues, precisely because you've been sincere, life plucked you from a really bad situation. Now, at first, we don't see that. We suffer. But by, by adjusting our thinking, a little bit, we realize that quite quickly, and that is how we heal. And what happens when we do this kind of work, a lot of it is described in the book Awesome Again, more is described in the book uh, Finding TH, but, um, but a lot of it has to be talked about in person because we have to make sense of these things together, right? And when we go through this process, not only do we save years of pain and suffering, but also, we discover a much, much, much happier and more joyous life. So I'm looking forward to speaking with you.